Hi, this is Dr. Randy Bach. Today is November 23, 2022. And um, <clears throat> I'm here with the coronavirus conversation. I want to wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving. Uh, perhaps by the time you've seen this, you will have had uh, many reasons for which to give thanks. And certainly we always do. I'm thankful that I'm out here uh, able to give you, I think, the God's honest truth. And um, or at least, you know, go down trying. Uh, if you disagree, please uh, let me know. Anyway, uh, I kind of uh, had a slight name change here. Um, <clears throat> I'm maybe changing from Randall to Random. Uh, random Dude. Uh, this is a reference to Dr. Ashish Jha, who I guess uh, lives in the same town as I do outside of Boston. We've never met. Uh, he is at the Harvard uh, School of Public Health, I believe. He's an MD and perhaps some other degree, uh, perhaps a my master of public health, I have to go back and recheck. Um, <clears throat> he's a political appointee, though, and he's part of the uh, Biden administration COVID-19 response team. Uh, do we need one? Do we need one right now? Do we need a COVID-19 response? Um, we're going to get to that. I'm going to try to uh, move things along pretty briskly. And um, uh, to that end, uh, maybe just start on a few things that I've uh, I've been looking at um, regarding COVID-19. Is COVID-19 still in the news? Well, uh, Maybe, yes, I mean, I think it is. Uh, if, if Dr. Ja um, goes out and says, uh, who are you going to listen to? Basically, uh, um, uh, you know, the, the government um, um, public health apparatus, uh, uh, physicians and so forth, or just some random, random dude on Twitter. I mean, I, I, I get, get that to a certain point. You don't want to listen to random dudes on Twitter. But a lot of uh, the people who are, uh, you know, giving reasonable questions and so forth were ignored. I think a lot of the um, medical... Uh, hierarchy and uh, academia in general was in lockstep uh, with um, a lot of decrees that made no, uh, you know, physical or medical sense at the time, uh, then or now. And we're going to go over some of those absurdities that we saw over the last two years and see whether uh, maybe some of the random dudes might have had it right and some of the unrandom uh, uh, geniuses and so forth uh, got it very, 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 very wrong. Uh, you know, I think, I think there was a um, What's his name? Neil Ferguson, uh, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not maybe, I can't remember which Ferguson it was. I think it might have been one of the, there are two Neil Fergusons. One of the uh, Neil Fergusons in the UK uh, was right at the um, 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 side of Boris Johnson. And he made this Imperial College UK uh, London uh, prediction of the uh, pandemic deaths. And there was pretty much uh, uh, about an order of magnitude off, 10 times uh, too high. And a lot of the uh, proposals and and, and propositions that were made were, were working under uh, a, a blanket um, misapprehension of, of the dangers. And a lot of this, you know, I, I don't understand how it came to be because China had withheld so much of the data. Um, and uh, I think a lot of these uh, pronouncements for lockdown and so forth were formulated before uh, this, um, you know, kind of uh, COVID-19 um, actual uh, uh, repercussions got to play out and pan out. And I think, of course, also we um, had the unfortunate circumstance of having the, the uh, virus unleash itself in perhaps uh, the worst spot it could have in New York City, uh, Queens, uh, the borough of Queens per se, which is the single most polyglot, um, multi-languaged, um, kind of anim uh, you know, somewhat uh, atomized uh, place in the whole country where people don't necessarily communicate that much with each other. Um, and in certain parts in, in Europe, where the uh, demographic uh, skews elderly, like in Bergamo near outside of Milan. Um, anyway, so without getting uh, too much diverted, uh, 
you know, we could we could get to Dr. John. We should, we will in in, in, a, in a little bit and, and go over his quote and see whether he's been right along the way. We're not going to do go into depth in his regard, but in general, whether public health has been right. I mean, I think there's one really uh, telling example, and I'm going to put it up here. Uh, this is uh, something a friend of mine uh, fortunately brought over. Um, Nicaragua was uh, inconvenient COVID victory. Um, so Nicaragua is not on many people's uh, uh, top of their mind these days. Uh, I think uh, Daniel Ortega, the Sandinista uh, socialist, uh, managed to retake power. They had uh, some issues. Uh, you know, he's been in and out of power since the 80s or whatever, and then um, uh, was overthrown. And somehow he, I get got got elected back. And I don't have high expectations for socialist leaders. Um, that's my own political proclivity. Um, but apparently uh, he did realize something, which is that, um, you know, Nicaragua, uh, Latin America's third, third poorest country, probably because of the socialism part, uh, if, if people don't work, they don't eat. And so three quarters of the jobs are in small businesses or informal, the informal economy. So when COVID uh, was diagnosed in 2020, uh, Daniel Ortega knew that shutting down the economy would be catastrophic. So I think this is a very interesting uh, dynamic. And, and we see that also in, in parts of Africa where um, there has not really been that much uh, spoken about COVID and they didn't overturn their world for COVID-19 and frankly to their credit because uh, the population skew younger there. Um, and if you make it to be elderly, uh, yeah, you know, you should watch out and so forth, but there wasn't that much to do about it anyway. And to stop the economy uh, would mean, you know, starvation potentially and, and worse ramifications societally as we've seen uh, play out in other places. Anyway, uh, so I'm, I'm not going to go far in depth in this article, but, uh, you know, suffice to say they did no worse and frankly better than most of their uh, neighbors in uh, Latin America. Uh, there were a lot of lobs and volleys were thrown um, at them by the press, the BBC and the New York Times, uh, which in, in, in implied that he was missing. Uh, whereas, you know, Daniel Ortega, The Guardian, uh, all these newspapers uh, said he had vanished and so forth, but he's apparently alive and well and carrying on. And th there's really been very little in the way of uh, noting this. I mean, I, I'm probably the first person to bring up Nicaragua as far as you're concerned and as far as I was concerned. Today was the first time I even thought about it. It's not even listed on the uh, worldometer, um, uh, which is, you know, tracks the nation by nation um, um, coronavirus. Uh, here's the United States. But if you go to um, uh, the nations of the world, if you just you know go hunt for Nicaragua, um, it is not even um, listed here, um, as you can see. Oops, I, I'm putting in the letters, but take my word for it; it's not here. If you go down to the letter N, um, uh, if you go by countries alphabetically, come down to N. There's no Nicaragua. It's not even being tracked. Uh, Tanzania, for instance, is being tracked. Um, uh, but um, not Nicaragua. And, and so, you know, so what happened? Did Nicaragua, you know, have horrible fatalities? Apparently not. So this is reported from there. And um, in Honduras, uh, which is pretty much next door, a milita militarized quarantine led to police violence, more than a thousand arrests, confiscation of vehicles, uh, according to the human rights, uh, COFADE. I only bring this up here because uh, maybe this is uh, COFEFE, who, who knows? Um, and, uh, um, but both those countries, uh, Honduras and um, El Salvador, I believe, uh, had higher uh, reported infection levels than Nicaragua. And 
Um, and there was nearly war between Costa Rica and Nicaragua because they prevented food transport. Um, so there's a lot of upheaval, but we didn't hear anything about it. And overall, at the end of the day, uh, Nicaragua um, did um, no worse than in the other countries and their economy um, recovered more swiftly. Nicaragua's economy uh, recovered swiftly from the pandemic, GDP growing by this amount, uh, 2021, 10%, 4% this year. And that's better than other places in Latin America, which have had much more upheaval as a result. Um, so there you have uh, something you probably won't hear anywhere else. Um, you know, the press deciding to uh, ignore things, you know, that this is probably the real model. Um, you know, it's not so, so much the stories they actually put out. It's kind of like where they choose to look. Um, there's a joke about the guy who loses his car keys and you know, he's hunting under the light and he frankly lost them down the dark alley, but he doesn't decide to look there. Now, a lot of what happens in the press, um, you could see, I mean, I, I'm going to bring this story up. This is not uh, COVID related, um, but this is, you know, probably frankly a, a bigger story currently. Um, you know, they, there was a missile fired into Poland. And we don't really know who fired it. If Russia fired it, it's potentially World War III because that's a Poland's a NATO country now, and and so as a result of the firing of the missile, AP fires the journalist journalist who who wrote about this, um, and his report wasn't wrong. He was using the facts at the time, and uh, so they they at, at the time it was believed that Russia was responsible, and the Associated Press fired the journal. Now that you're welcome to make amendments and so forth, um, but you know, he was working on the facts he had at the time. If things want to change, um, you know, you can always amend them. So I think reporters, you know, they make decisions about not covering Nicaragua because they don't necessarily want to get fired. And during COVID, it's a tough time to get fired. Um, so uh, as far as other things uh, regarding uh, Dr. Ja and Random Dude, um, let's go back and look at some. First of all, I, I, if you don't want to see, uh, you might want to see the actual quote here. Um, so here is Dr. Ja, Ashish Ja, and I don't want to uh, play the whole thing, but basically um, you can decide to trust America's physicians or you can trust some random dude on Twitter. Those are your choices. I don't think that's quite accurate. Um, first of all, a lot of the random dudes are actually quite smart and they're doing a lot of work and so forth. And they're presenting the, uh, the ideas. And if you have these better ideas, Dr. Ja, um, I challenge you to, to, to you know, defend them. I, I uh, have an open invitation. I'm sure uh, he's not going to take this up because I'm a tiny molecule on the, in the uh, podcast world and so forth, and I don't have the power and, and the, the reach that he does, uh, so it would be, you know, playing down for him. But I, I, you know, challenge him to come on or debate me or uh, any number of um, other kind of random dudes, uh, many of whom are reasonably credentialed, uh, on the topic that he's bringing up here, which is to get this new vaccine. Uh, the new vaccine uh, I cover um, in my um, Daily Skeptic article, which I recommend he read. Um, I'll maybe send him a copy if I can find his email. Um, but, you know, I, I've brought this up a few times. This is uh, from September, um, late September. Uh, this is me, Dr. Randall Bach, uh, or Random Dude, you can call me, um, or Randy for short. This is it time to accept that Omicron is not COVID-19? Now, th th that's the basic premise, but the, the conclusions are... Um, that Omicron uh, exists probably as did many common colds prior. It's not a direct, um, it's not right on the family with the COVID-19s or the other Greek letters. Um, it's, as mentioned by a lot of experts, uh, it's an orphan. 
It's not really directly related here. It's a, demo, I'm a hod crop, neck strain. Its genes just look so different from the other COVID-19 genome sequences. Uh, it's far afield. Uh, somebody else calls it an orphan. Um, and coronavirus has always been part of the common cold. So it's, it's, it's not a stretch to think this is on par with the common cold. We've never had um, vaccines for the common cold. And more of Omicron's already been around. And so we never used to vaccine for anybody after an infection. So this, this current bivalent uh, vaccine contains two ingredients. Uh, one is for COVID-19, which does not exist anywhere on earth, except possibly some laboratories and hope it doesn't get out. Uh, but human beings have uh, at this point built up full natural and or vaccine immunity or both. Um, and so it's not do going anywhere. So that's, that's part one of the vaccine, uh, the spike protein of that. And part two is a spike protein of the Omicron strains. And Omicron is a common cold. And so even if people hadn't had this yet, there's really no point to getting it because we never vaccine for the common cold. It's not severe enough. Um, so the EUA has been kept around and we keep calling it COVID-19, but it's not COVID-19. It's Corona-22 or whatever you want to call it. And there's no real purpose to this. Um, my, I, you know, you don't have to believe this random dude. This is other random dudes uh, have been mentioning that, you know, here's some new studies, but I'm not going to, I can uh, um, maybe open another tab. But New studies have shown that the booster, which protects against both the original virus that causes COVID-19 and the Omicron variants BA4, BA5, is not significantly better than its predecessor. Now, mind you, the predecessor is not really doing very much at all right now, which certainly makes a lot of sense because, you know, COVID-19, SARS-CoV-2 is no longer around. So this is an article that starts with Dr. Ja, and this is his, um, this is basically Boston Globe, boston.com. Um, and he's saying you should go out and get it. Um, so he, he, his point here is, are you, are you vaccinated? Because your risk from, of dying from COVID-19 is close to zero um, if you're boosted. Um, but th that's kind of a, a, a red herring because your, your chance of dying from Omicron is basically zero anyway. So he says here, if you're up to date with your vaccines, if you get treated, and if you get treated, if you have a breakthrough infection, your risk of dying from COVID is now close to zero. Well, you know, that, that, that's what he said. This is not too long ago. This is a couple of weeks ago. Um, and this is an absurdity. So he's trying to push this vaccine. You know, uh, I just want to point out very briefly, uh, this is the Moderna stock price uh, before 2020. It was, uh, uh, you know, $14 um, during, you know, the COVID uh, pandemic. And the, the uh, pushing of this vaccine has been very good for Moderna. It got up to 430. So that's, um, you know, what is it, like 30 times higher. It's come down to earth a little bit. Uh, Pfizer didn't quite have the same um, bump that it did, but it's also did very well uh, in the pandemic phase over here. Uh, they're getting another boost right now, no pun intended, uh, from presumably the boosting of the new booster, which is not a booster. Um, and a boosting is also an, a phrase for stealing uh, in, in, the, in, in the hood. Uh, you know, when you boost something, you shoplift it. Uh, so I'll just leave that uh, potential pun there and you can work on it. Um, so, so let's kind of go back. There's a guy on, on Twitter, Zuby, um, I think is, uh, I mean, he's rapper, author, public speaker, coach, podcast, um, interesting guy. And I think he's from Nigeria originally. Um, and you can, so he, he just has a thread here. He's got a lot of followers. Um, so what's the silliest, least scientific pandemic policy? Uh, this is, uh, if it weren't, you know, if it didn't make you cry, it would make you laugh. Um, so here's, uh, arresting a solo paddle border in the ocean. So, uh, I don't want to spend a lot of time on this, but this guy, <laughs> he gets arrested by, by these guys in this boat. Um, um, 
here's a saxophone player. Um, here's somebody on the beach. They come out to arrest this guy. You can't even see him. He's on the ocean jogging, and the police are going to come out and make sure that doesn't happen. Uh, Governor Whitmer uh, banned people from going down certain aisles of the supermarket, um, you know, not be able to get seeds or flowers uh, or Home Depot or whatever. Um, but she had certain stores, you know, aisles you could buy clothing and so forth. Here's the paddleboard uh, getting arrested. Uh, Cole Beasley, unvaccinated, forced to quarantine after testing negative uh, because he'd come in contact with a fully vaccinated trainer who had the virus. Um, so th these absurdities happened over and over again. I think he was pretty much shamed out of the league as well. Um, this is our advice from our public health, uh, state uh, public health Um Use barriers like walls, e.g. glory holes, allow for sexual contact, prevent close face-to-face -face contact. Uh, these are his advice, safe for sex during COVID-19. Uh, masturbation will not spread it. Um, uh, COVID-19 has been found in fecal matter. I don't even want to get into this. This is from Toronto. Um, here is uh, the skate parks being bulldozed with sand so they become unusable. And here's another picture of that deter skaters, um, uh, taking convention centers like at the Javits Center in New York, apparently one in Chicago, uh, spending uh, $100 million to convert them and never using them, um, closing down parks, playgrounds. Uh, here's another one with sex. Um, uh, the peach here, uh, you can read this on your own leisure, uh, closing down playgrounds, all this stuff. And yet we have some uh, geniuses. Um, oops. Um, like this uh, woman from Australia, uh, Leah Goulis, Kid Spot. Why I'm hoping for another COVID lockdown because she had a lot of nice time with her dog at home. Uh, working from home was the best, and this is all sweet. Uh, it's not so sweet if you're in the other parts of the world that that require uh, you're showing up for work for you to bring enough food home for the the kids and so forth. Um, so here's the article. Uh, I guess I'm not a subscriber. Boston Globe Omicron boosters are not much um, uh, really uh, better than the previous one, not of much use. Um, nonetheless, uh, from the Daily Skeptic, U.S. government uh, report recommends, this is from November, it's just uh, today as a matter of fact, uh, rec recommends return of mask mandates and social distancing. Like for what? For why? And we're supposed to be, believe Dr. Ashish Jha and, and his COVID policies when they come up with this stuff. I mean, it's for serious. You know, this is supposedly going to prevent people from long COVID, uh, of which there are some doubts. I mean, we've had long-term illnesses over the years. I don't know if you're old enough to remember uh, chronic mono, um, uh, neurasthenia uh, from fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue syndrome. There's always been a chronic something or other syndrome, and now it's chronic, uh, you know, long COVID. I don't know how people can know all about this because, um, uh, you know, COVID hasn't been around long enough to make long COVID and people were locked down. There's a fair amount of depression uh, going around at the time. Um, so this is uh, something you should read here. So here's the HHS uh, authorized reports. Remember mask and so forth. So these are the people uh, telling, these are the not random dudes. These are specific dudes that are telling you this. Uh, here's one of the non-random dudes, I guess, or dude S's or however, uh, the Dr. Uh, Robert, uh, a.k.a. Rachel Levine. Um, and uh, here's, I guess, another uh, random, not random dude uh, who declared the pandemic over in September, but he's only the president. So he didn't, um, 
I guess he didn't have full authority in his own administration. Uh, and here we go. So this is just, you know, crazy stuff. Uh, let's see if there's anything else useful. Oh, uh, so I, I, I guess um, I'm going to zip out for a second. Um, so, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think the non-random, or maybe I guess the random dudes have had a fair amount of, of backing, and some of the non-random dudes um, have been part of a lockstep lockdown that has uh, done a lot to, you know, harm our economy, harm our country, uh, change various laws and statutes, uh, make, uh, you know, voting kind of a, a weird affair that happens over a month um, and, and you know, has basically brought about the institutionalization of, of ballot harvesting uh, as a bulwark um, that, you know, is kind of a work item rather than, you know, a, 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 an actual um, demonstration of people's feelings of the candidates, because a lot of people who didn't have the wherewithal to go out and vote are have kind of being force voted uh, by uh, by proxy. Um, and this would not have happened absent a lot of the same statutes um, from Ashish job. So I'm just going to maybe circle back, as we say, in the um, White House press room um, to go over some of uh, maybe Dr. Ashish Jha, uh, why he's there. Uh, I mean, I, I like to you know remind everybody that he is a political appointee. He's a physician, so he's an MD and MPH, uh, Master of Public Health. Um, and so his pin tweet uh, is from January, I assume this year. Oh, yeah, January 2022. So this is the one he wants you to look at if you hit his page. If you are vaccinated and boosted, why should you care what others do? Because we all need a functioning healthcare system for the kids' appendicitis, et cetera. Vaccines keep hospitals from becoming dysfunctional during a surge. Is this true? Uh, I don't think so. You know, the, 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 the year without vaccine, 2020, um, hospitals, uh, I don't think they were ever overloaded. Uh, there might have been initially, like I said, in Queens, um, early 2020. But beyond that, hospitals were never overloaded. You know, we just slowed the spread two weeks, two weeks, two months, two years to slow the spread. And they were never overloaded. Um, this is this is actually an absurdity because the people who worked in the hospital, they became you know, the ones who got sick had natural full immunity, which is always a better, fuller immunity than vaccine-based immunity. And so yet, yet when the vaccine came around, the people who did not want to get a vaccine on top of already having had the illness, they were fired from the military, from hospitals and other places. And so this is actually absurd. You know, if you're vaccinated and boosted, you should, because we all need a functioning healthcare system. I mean, can you, somebody help me out with this logically? I think the assumption is that if you're vaccinated and boosted, you will never get sick again. Again, I think this is all in relevancy because Omicron is not dangerous. Um, I, I think they just have to get their heads out of their own. Um, I can't even say it. Uh, I, I'll try to make it in a safe um, way. I'll just leave it alone. I, I think they, they need to re-look at this thing uh, to understand that Omicron is not uh, really COVID-19. Uh, it's not that dangerous. And they're carrying this on because they like to carry things on or for some other reason. Uh, they, they have a uh, right now, I believe, a White House COVID equity summit. What are the biggest threats to COVID equity? Uh, this is, again, using the um, uh, virus for some other purpose, uh, have to do with, you know, the whole concept of racial, um, um, uh, I guess, you know, kind of spoil system and whatnot. Who's going to get what? Um, a lot of that's under fire from other uh, um, 
aspects. And so anyway, so, so, so I don't think that has anything to do with illness. Um, so at the beginning of 2020, uh, Dr. Jaw had a, um, a piece in Columbia College uh, today, um, pandemic expert. So I guess he's a pandemic expert. I, I'm not sure if he is, but but says here, we will get through this. Well, we did and we have, but we would get through it much sooner if he would like release his grasp. Um, so he actually lives uh, in my town here. I don't know why that's highlighted. Um, and uh, um, the thing I, I just thought was interesting here uh, was, let's see. Um, so he, his, he, he was born in India and his folks came. Um, so here's his Wikipedia. Uh, his folks came to the U.S. Uh, in the, I guess they went to Canada first uh, in 1979 and then to New Jersey in 1984. So Morris County is kind of uh, suburban in New York City. And so Ja graduated from Boonton High in Boonton, um, New Jersey. So he says here, whoops. Um, says here that uh, I went to a high school that, um, uh, to be perfectly frank, was racist. And I was one of the very few non-white people in that school. I came out very confused because I felt like I should be ashamed of being an Indian, yet it was such an important part of who I was. Um, I learned at Columbia that I could be Indian and I could be an American. Uh, I think he's a smarter guy than this. I think he's saying this at the time because that's kind of what people say. Um, and let's just go back to Wikipedia here for a second. So he graduated from Boonton High as a valedictorian of the class of 1988. So he arrived in, in 1984. He didn't grow up with these kids. Um, and so I guess he was born in 1970. So he's 14 years old when he gets to New Jersey and he graduates at 18. And in that time, he became the editor in chief of the school's newspaper, valedictorian of the class of 1988, and then he got into Columbia University, which is a top school, and and so forth. Uh, you know, his folks chose to come to the Western Hemisphere. They chose to come to Canada. Then they chose at, over Canada. They chose New Jersey, and it seems to me that he actually thrived. Um, I think it's kind of a, a common trope to kind of cry race or cry victim and so forth. I think it potentially uh, increases your status and so forth. And for political appointees, uh, which I don't know if he was at the time in 2020, but certainly became thereafter, uh, I think there is a um, kind of a, uh, I guess, a, you know, a, a dog whistle, a buzz uh, that you have to kind of go through to be, to be getting these types of jobs. And you have to acknowledge that, you know, the institutional racism and so forth uh, for a place that sounds as if uh, may not have been perfect and he may have been uh, uh, called out by some kids. I mean, kids can be cruel. Boys can be cruel. I get it. I was a 14-year-old once. I'm sure I was cruel to some people and, and I was, you know, acted cruelly upon by others. I, I'm not saying it's all a picnic, but uh, I, I, I was not the valedictorian. I was not made the uh, editor-in-chief of my newspaper. So maybe everyone was racist against me or maybe it was because I was not that good at it. And maybe he was that good and he got recognized for those things. I think he's a very smart guy, articulate and all that kind of stuff. And he could make a very excellent, excellent spokesman, but I think he has to kind of stick with the facts and not try to do political uh, swaging. Um, is there anything else that I need to cover with you today? Um, oh yeah, I guess this, this I've, I've brought up before. Um, this is, 
it's really hilarious. Reuters fact checks Fauci's uh, comments and they don't contradict his pandemic stance. So the comments here um, is basically you should not get a vaccination after having had the illness. Oops, um, I guess I kind of uh, got ahead of myself here. Um, so Fauci in 2004, if she got the flu for 14 days, she's as protected as anybody can be because the best vaccination is getting infected yourself. If she really has the flu, she definitely doesn't need a flu vaccine. The most potent vaccination is getting infected yourself. So I'm going to make that even bigger. Um, but of course, Reuters spins this somehow, and you can look at the article yourself, that it doesn't contradict the fact that he wants to give uh, vaccines after the fact. Um, this is uh, absurdity. Uh, Dr. Jaw is doing exactly the same thing. He should go back and listen to that 2004 video from that random dude, uh, Dr. Fauci, and uh, go from there. Anyway, I think that's it for tonight. Uh, if you have other things, oh, I, I'm sorry. I'm almost left without self-promotion. Um, so I apologize to myself for that. Uh, I just want to point out I'm very honored. I'm going to put this up here. Uh, this is a little side uh, item. Uh, Dr. Jay Bhattacharya, of whom I have the greatest admiration. Uh, he is a professor at Stanford. So he tweeted out two days ago um, my article um, from Science Direct, actually from the American Journal of Medicine, investigating Zika microcephaly's crash. And um, in 2015, the WHO caused um, worldwide panic regarding the Zika virus and, for, and a forthcoming wave of microcephaly cases that never materialized. The whole episode was based on shoddy science with no critical review of the failure. Great article by random dude, uh, Dr. Randall Bach. Follow me on Twitter. Um, so we, there were a lot of retweets on this uh, and likes and so forth. So I hope that um, you take a look at that. Um, I, I have a copy of my book here. I hope so. Um, so here's the book. Um, please go buy this. This is Overturning Zika, uh, the pandemic that never was. Um, I suppose, I don't know if this makes me a random dude or not. Uh, I might have, you know, if I get plaudits for the book, I, I might, you know, be a step up from random dude to uh, semi-random uh, guy or something like that. Anyway, uh, please share this. Uh, we're on Twitter, uh, YouTube, um, Facebook, and uh, please join my platform on Facebook. It's called Viral Conversation. Uh, you can follow me on my webpage at randybach.com. Uh, not random dude. I haven't taken that one. Although the ethical skeptic on Twitter has actually changed his handle name to random dude. I'm sure a lot of other people will be doing that soon. Anyway, so from this random dude to you, uh, have a great night. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. And uh, I guess uh, I guess for Thanksgiving, um, we're going to be thankful that, frankly, the virus is not all that mean. All right. Have a good one.